Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Hey there, Russian Doll fans. We are talking about the craziest show to hit Netflix that we even know of. We're talking about two different episodes tonight. Episode three, A Warm Body, and episode four, Alan's Routine. We're also going to be giving some news and gossip, our predictions, talk a little bit about how Natasha Leon gets that perfect hair. And we're going to do a special segment called What the Hell is Happening, where we break down some of your theories. Stay tuned. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Russian Doll After Show. We're talking about episode three, A Warm Body, and episode four, Alan's Routine. I'm your host, Elena Jordan, and joining me today... I'm Amy Maestri. Very excited to be back talking about these crazy episodes. Man, super crazy. I'm Imani Jackson, and I cannot wait to figure out what the hell is happening. <laughs> Honestly. Me too, man. Me too. So, diving right into it, what did you guys think of these two episodes? Wow. It was... These two were really good because now we see that she's not the only one. So I'm wondering how many more? Why them two? So I I enjoyed this. I like that they put another person in there. Yeah, I think they did a lot of good uh, building in episode three just to hit us with such a bombshell at the end. So I love the way that they paced that episode out. Literally to dive. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Literally, boom, at the bottom of the (laughs) elevator. Just to dive in to like fully immerse ourselves in this new character. So I just I think the combo of these two are incredible. Yeah, this was a really, really cool episode too. going into a warm body because all of these titles as well. It's like slightly misleading on some (laughs) of them. This one, a warm body, I just assumed would be referencing her dying yet again, which it does. But also, she makes a reference to John later about, you know, we don't want to have just a connection with people to have a connection, to have a warm body there. And then later, ultimately, the not-so-warm body when she and Horse freeze to death. So, (laughs) pretty rough, this episode. This was like, I was like, I'm with you, man. Like, ooh, this is dark. Even now, yeah. (laughs) Jesus, that's dark. (laughs) (laughs) Like, thank you for at least acknowledging what all of us have been thinking pretty much from the beginning. Um, So this one, of course, picks up right where we left off. She, Lizzie is back into the, uh, the F pile. Which I'm just like, man, Lizzie is living the life. Yeah. Like, every time that, <laughs> that Nadia wakes up, I'm like... Living the life, girl. <laughs> I also love that Lizzie and Maxine were talking about podcasts. Mm. Did you guys get that yes. when they are talking mm. about, like, all the different podcasts? Which there are many different podcasts that you guys can listen to. 
Thank you for listening to us. Yes. Before we dive too much into the episode, too, I want to let you guys know we have so many podcasts here at AfterBuzz TV. You can check out all of them. Please subscribe, rate, give us that thumbs up on iTunes, YouTube, especially iTunes. We love hearing your comments on iTunes. We don't get as many on that one. So if you're listening on iTunes, let us know what you think of the episode. Uh, We have so many different categories broken up, so easy for you guys to find on AfterBuzz TV, too. You can sign into the comedy, the drama, the sci-fi, the what the hell is this, which is what I think (laughs) this one falls under. Uh, But please continue to give us those thumbs up those five stars and give us your comments a little later on in the episode too we're going to be breaking down some fan theories as well which is a good time to do it because i am like all over the place with this show there's so many things that it could be referencing seriously um so this one they're talking about uh how in this timeline john has left his coat over nadia He wants to get it back. Their whole dynamic is very, very odd in this Mm -hmm. one. She is going to try to figure out what is happening. She decides, okay, it's not the drugs. We've ruled out the drugs. It's because we're in this Jewish school, the Shashiva. We need to figure out what's happening. I'm going to go see the rabbi. The rabbi won't talk to her. Actually, it's Shifra in the front who's like, yeah. no, no single lady. You can't go yeah. in here. Like, Beyonce had it wrong. No single ladies in here. It's mm-hmm. you go get your husband, bring him back. What did you guys think about John dropping his client meeting last minute to just rush down and help her out? I, I It's clear, like how you were mentioning, their dynamic is kind of strange because she's still keeping that, like... Um, kind of being an asshole with him (laughs) and with everyone else and he seems like he's really really interested in her like why aren't you taking me seriously so to see him drop all of his things to go help her that was just like I think she knows that he feels this way about her yeah I like that they finally kind of went there in this episode of you're like oh wow he seems like such a nice guy that's not gonna work out (laughs) he's just like the opposite So then this one, you get to see a little bit more of that back and forth. So that's why, again, I like the pacing of this to, like, slow it down for a second and let us see her in some of those more intimate moments with him and kind of see those moments where you're like, oh, that's kind of where it does work. But then that's why it doesn't. Do you think maybe she doesn't know how to show love? Yeah, I think she's scared. Yeah, she seems very afraid because even in that moment in the bedroom... She she seemed like, oh, he's pretty upset, but this is still kind of awkward. So, I mean. Yeah, she leaves him. her own apartment. <laughs> yeah, she's like, like, I gotta bounces. go. I can't deal with this. <laughs> she just popped right up and was like, nope, sorry. Yeah, and the whole, you know, chivalry is as sweet as cyanide comment, which mm-hmm. I also didn't know that cyanide was sweet. Yeah. Learning new stuff Learning every new day from Russian doll. <laughs> Russian doll. <laughs> but Which poisons it... are the sweetest? Right. Chivalry and cyanide. But now it has me thinking because in that apartment building, we're, we're seeing she's kind of reliving moments with him, even though they're different. And then when it comes to, what is it, Alan? Mm-hmm. Is it, yeah, he's reliving the moment with his the breakup. So I don't know. Maybe this is going to come in my prediction. I'll figure it out. (laughs) Because they're both just like reliving these relationship type of things. Even though it's her birthday, he's still there. Yeah, it's this like emotional connection that we see. Basically, she just has him on the hook. And we finally get the story when he's talking to the rabbi. You know, my Mm -hmm. wife found out about us. My daughter doesn't like me anymore. 
and even says to her, you know, I blew up my whole life for you, which isn't on you. And I'm glad that he acknowledges that. He doesn't blame her for it. He takes responsibility for his own actions, but she's not taking responsibility for her. She's not even acknowledging it. She's asking him to drop everything, to rush down here. And then when he thinks that they're getting back together, she just bounces and makes fun of him. Maybe this is for the revelation or something, like for her to learn something deep about herself as Alan has to, because he's like, he's asking the girl in his apartment building, what do you think about me? So maybe this is just a learning experience for them all to kind of get over whatever they need to get over. It's a good point because she seems like very self-aware about certain things and completely oblivious to others. Yeah. yeah. So like that would fall in the oblivious category. Yeah. But. yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. And when Shifra's talking too and she's giving the prayer, the protection prayer, and she asks, what does it mean? And she's saying angels are all around us. And that's the prayer that she says for and it seems like john seems to be her guardian angel at this point and she keeps pushing him away keeping him at arm's length doesn't want to get too close Mm -hmm. so it's interesting how that plays in and this whole idea when the rabbi is talking when he says mysticism is the whole the concept of mysticism is that there's a wisdom that's an inaccessible to the intellect and you can only reach when you surrender i love that yeah Yeah. and it's this idea Go ahead. Oh, I'm just saying it's so deep because it's so true. Like, there are some things, like, you have to surrender in order for if you believe in God or whoever your creator may be. You need to surrender to allow it to be revealed to you. So maybe this is going to come if she surrenders and if Alan surrenders because you still see him trying to take control. But (laughs) this is going to be my prediction later. I have no idea where I'm going with this. I mean, I feel like that's where we all are at this point. So just universal spitballing. But just this whole thing where he says, you know, you you're trying to avoid the abyss when embracing it is the only way to move forward. Mm -hmm. And that seems to be something, you know, Nadia keeps dying. She keeps trying to push away this idea. How am I going to overcome it? And it seems that embracing this Mm -hmm. death or whatever is happening to her is the only way to transcend that moment. Yeah, and so anytime the the spiritual leaders come in and drop some knowledge, you're like, all right, take note, like jot yeah. down, like what did he say? Like this is this is probably important. Yeah, we got to listen to this part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think well, they're so clear and and vivid in their imagery with their words in this show. Like everything yeah. paints such a picture, and even like I think you mentioned it last time, um, similar to Black Mirror, that like they don't waste words ever. Like everything means something. And I also loved when the rabbi said that um, buildings aren't haunted; people are. I that loved was, that. What Deep. Man. I love that. Yes. Why yes. <laughs> and then just this this whole concept going back to the title of the episode when she's like, you know, your best argument is that a warm body is what you need for connection, even though he's already demonstrated to her that he's so much more than that. And physically keeping her warm by giving his jacket to her and all of these things where it's he's dropping everything last minute to rush down and try to help her. I, I really like that idea of, you know, her being haunted and not being able to get close enough to him to fully acknowledge that this isn't just a warm body scenario. This is somebody who genuinely cares about her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then ultimately being told that she is the abyss. Mm. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. You know, Whoa. I do have to say, too, with the yeshiva school, um, I have to give so many props to the writers on this for everything that we've talked about. But also, they don't write small parts. Right. Shifra, the rabbi, had such, like, meat to their, like, you know, couple minutes that they had on on air or on screen for this. And Mm -hmm. I think they're doing such a good job with all these 
minor characters making such an impact on the show too that is so true because i mean now i think we could kind of wipe out the religion aspect we did the drugs we wiped that out but all of those <laughs> moments were like really just big. sounds like life yeah. motto yeah it's just yeah. like <laughs> life is just happening and happening but yeah those those minor scenarios have just been super deep even if it's not really a part of the puzzle yeah and another character that we see this episode that's been kind of a, a minor role playing a major part is horse yeah. yeah who you know talking about how she feels she's the abyss she goes and tells him all of this which i also love when he references her hair when he's like <laughs> is that a hat or a wig what is that <laughs> at the end of the episode stick around because we'll be talking about how natasha leone achieved her iconic hairstyle at this point i Jealous. mean i oh phenomenal so we'll be talking uh, a little bit giving some quotes from her hair designer um but this whole idea of he wants to cut her hair and this is the old you this is the new you like what you've been living day after day you have to make a change and i feel like this whole cutting the hair is very symbolic because i mean mm -hmm. which of us haven't had a bad breakup and immediately are like i'm getting bangs <laughs> <laughs> I ain't cut my hair. Exactly I'll go get a weed and cut the weed and be over it. <laughs> Better than me. Uh, but yeah, this so whole thing. So much smarter, actually. <laughs> I want to dye smarter. my hair? Dye the weed. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so she's even saying, you know, I look like my mom. And this is the first reference mm -hmm. that we get, you know, to her mom and this whole scenario where she ends up falling asleep and they freeze to death. Crazy. Because Horse doesn't want to go back to the uh, the shelter because they had his shoes stolen. And so then when she wakes up, she's like, all right, well, now I don't know how this works in this timeline, but the guy that I met yesterday is going to die tomorrow, so I need to go today to try to see if I can keep his shoes from getting stolen. Poor Maxine doesn't know what the hell is going on. Yeah, she never really knows what's going on no. just in life in general so it's fine yeah it's fine she's, she's like I'm making this chicken it's fine yeah. my makeup is on point I have a chicken yeah we're good you know I have a question so what do you guys think horse didn't die right when she came back he didn't die because she found him yeah and so that's a... what kind of poses another question of these timelines yeah. maybe he did but maybe if that timeline is fully erased from everything not just her you know like does he come back like it's what the hell is happening that's what we've decided to name our special segment as well because i feel like we're just going to be referencing it throughout the show yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah and it's this whole thing of how does she then affect i mean she goes back before he would have died so now she's going to alter the timeline and try to save his life by staying up all night even though we see that call with John where he's like, you know, I came down here and you're not even here and you're off looking for another guy. That doesn't make me feel great type deal where she's yeah. like, you know, it's not a sex thing, even though they were all cuddled up when they passed. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> the homeless uh, guy. Yeah, the homeless guy. But isn't it interesting because it's going back to this party that John is at, a man that lost his family because of her. And we just keep seeing this relationship. I'm mind blown. <laughs> it is one of the one of the few through lines that really just keeps coming back and coming back. That's true. Mm -hmm. yeah. There are certain people that are always echoed in every yeah. every scenario. Um, so she ends up saving horse 
basically, because she knows that now that she has protected his shoes, he'll go to the shelter the next night. He won't freeze to death on the street because he'll be indoors. Uh, But because she's half asleep, she doesn't get out of the elevator when she needs to for her meeting and ends up dying in an elevator crash with this man who just nonchalantly is like, it's fine, I die all the time. Me too. (laughs) What were your thoughts at the end of this episode before we dive into Alan and his routine? For me, I'm like, great. She has a friend that's going through the same thing because she can't talk to anyone else about this because who's going to believe her? And it's like, and and it keeps happening. So it's like, are they even going to remember you said this the other day? So now she has a friend. I, I like that. Yeah, I love that it really was just, I die all the time, black, like immediately after, just a blackout right from there. Yeah. Because then you really do go like, oh my, like how are they going to find each other again? Yeah. Is your immediate response. And then also like, hurry up, next, let's go, <laughs> next episode, next episode. Yes, I'm still watching. This was the episode that I was like, I am so glad this is on Netflix and I can binge this whole thing and I don't have to wait a week to figure out like, wait, what? Like, what, what? what I'm is taking happening? the safe route. I'm doing it step by step. It's too much. I don't need my Respect. head hurting afterwards. Yep. Legit. I mean, I'm sure their heads probably hurt when they were impacted into the bottom. But anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So we also see Alan's routine, this next episode, episode four, about now halfway through the series. He just wakes up ten. He's he's keeping count. He's keeping count. He's knowing Mm -hmm. how many times. So now we've known they've died ten times. Uh, His song is also different. Instead of the gotta get up, he has his own theme, the piano concerto number four in G major uh, Rondo Vivace, which also means life. So it's like, okay, they're all, okay. They're, they're, they're kind of tying in together here a little bit, but we see his whole affirmations of success, his routine. He kills the fly. He, I am, I am beautiful. I am in control. That being the big affirmation. What were you guys thinking here when we're seeing Alan set up and his whole routine and how different it is from Nadia's kind of laissez-faire, see what happens as it goes situation. I was so happy to see the juxtaposition between the two of them. Like, you cannot get more different. But also, once again, like, just like in the pilot when we met Nadia and her friends, within three minutes, we knew so much about those three girls. Within 30 seconds, we knew so much about Alan. And they did it in such a clean and funny at times way that I was just so like, God, these are so freaking good. They're so freaking good at this. <laughs> so good. Yeah, and I thought just like by getting that whole view of Alan and who he is as a person, I thought it was just super interesting because while he's going through these affirmations of I am in control, are you really? Because you can't stop yourself from dying, but he seems to be that type of, I don't know how I would describe this type of person, but super strict on schedule, the way he folds his clothes, the way he puts them up, the way he brushes his teeth. He's just like on a tight schedule. And we're even seeing that through his relationship with his ex-girlfriend is that he's this super neat freak. Which was so cool. What did you guys think? Did you guys watch Orange is the New Black? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So seeing Dasha Blanco... Return, yeah, getting to see that kind of uh, orange is the new black tie in uh-huh. as hers, Beatrice, and even um, a blanking on his name now, Alan, um, the Garrett, actor's name, uh, Charles Burnett, Charles Burnett, yeah, and he because he was even Charlie had that Burnett. story arc, um, in the last season, 
or was it the season before um, with uh, with that dick of an officer? Um, oh, he was yeah. in the flashback, so he's Orange the New Black too. Wait, who oh, is this? Guy? Is this... Wait. Yeah, Alan, Alan had like it was probably like oh, a two Alan. or three episode story. I'd like, yeah. forgotten oh, about wow. that. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad you just pointed that out. I They're just pulling everyone that. in. Okay. I love it. Great. <laughs> I'm all about it. And I thought she was great in this episode, too. What did you guys think about their whole thing and seeing Alan relive this scenario with Beatrice and this whole thing where he has this down pat and his idea where he's talking to Nadia about, you know, I liked that my life was this repetitive thing. I was finally getting control of it and her talking about how you always want to fix things. I mean, I, this was such an interesting insight to the way that each of them are viewing their scenario where he's like, okay, me dying every day means that I'm in control of this narrative. I already preemptively, I have the drink ready when she says I need a drink. It's so well rehearsed. To him, it's just like a dress rehearsal every day, whereas she's trying to get out of this and escape the scenario. What did you guys think about that and that interaction? Yeah, I I think it was it was cool to see again such a difference with how he's handling it. He's literally like he's an actor going into work every day. He's like saying his lines, waiting for someone to respond and then he's doing it again. And he's just so the way that his life is is how he's handling it instead of like trying to do things differently or figure out a different way. And it's interesting because as different as that is from Nadia, they also have, you can see, like, an underlying fear of, what if I'm crazy? But mm-hmm. in very, they're handling it very different ways, too. Yeah. Like, when he thinks of therapy, or when she, when, you know, Beatrice says, you know, I, I, I was worried about you, I could, I could set you off, you have to have things your own way. Like, he has his own struggles with mental illness, too, we're seeing. Mm-hmm. The same way that Nadia's scared, like, wait, what if I'm, you know, like, there's early signs of her being like, I need to figure this out, otherwise it's What if me. I'm nutters? Yeah. 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 But it it just goes back for me, like how I was mentioning how he's trying to take that control. And so, um, Nadia? No, not Nadia. What's the, the girlfriend's name? The ex-girlfriend. B. Yeah, so she's kind of just like pointing it out. Like, this is the type of person you are. So I think that him reliving this interaction is for a reason. So I'm just ready to see it all unfold. I was really just excited because we see so many different things are, even though he's reliving this moment and he's coming in like an actor doing his scenes, there are some things that are being revealed. So I think that was really interesting because he did not know about the affair. About Mike, yeah. yeah yes. And that's something that he didn't want to know. He did, he wanted everything to stay the same script. And it switched yeah. up on him. Which, this was kind of interesting, too, because when he's talking about, again, we're talking about how there's no wasted lines. Everything means something, and there's so much depth to everything, which is part of why we're losing it. <laughs> um, but when he's talking about her... Um, her paper that she's doing with Mike and she says, no, I told you for the thousandth time, this is on Updike and the suburban imaginary. So a little bit about John Updike himself. He is an author that basically said it's impossible to recreate any historical reference, whether it's fact or fiction is a fiction because you weren't there. I can't accurately describe a spittoon because I've never used one. I can't accurately oh. reflect what is happening in this environment because I wasn't there. Anything that we say about what happened in history is filtered through our own perspective. And his big thing was that he frequently experienced personal turmoil, 
um, in response to crisis relating to religion, family obligations, and marital infidelity, which are themes that we see echoed throughout this entire series, especially this episode, and with John and with B, and how each of them, how Nadia is breaking up that relationship. She's the other woman, whereas B is now breaking up the relationship, as you mentioned, and how we have this kind of disconnect with people because of extramarital and extra, like, outside of relationship affairs. Every single thing in the show ties in. And so I almost wonder if that's kind of a reference where it's saying, you know, despite the fact that we're both going through these experiences, we're going to experience them differently because since I'm not there in your moment, I can't accurately describe what's happening to you. Each of these histories, each of these timelines, each time we die, it's almost an indescribable scenario because unless the other person is physically there to experience it, there's going to be a disconnect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it totally is. Because you that moment where it's like, why would she say... What, like, why is that moment there? Because there's a reason for it. And that is why this show was a seven-year project. <laughs> I see. That right there. It makes sense. I want to know how many rewrites, too. Like, as Alan's counting, where he's like, 11, 12. I'm like, is that how the writers felt when they were like, another draft, another draft, another um, draft? <laughs> Just wow. make, making it rain. <laughs> drafts. <laughs> yeah, and it's so interesting to see, too, like after the death with Nadia in the elevator, the 11, and then he misses the fly. Mm. Everything is slightly off. Yeah. I really like, too, that at the end of episode three, it ends on I die all the time, but then in episode four, we see that she actually got to say, me too, before they hit, because we didn't see that. So I was so glad that, like, they both got confirmation, like, oh, because at first we only thought it was one way. And that little smirk from Natasha Leone after she says she me too. so perfect. <laughs> shit. God, I love her. I was like, she's are you, amazing. Are you having fun with this at this point? She's like, Loves it. well, now she's, she's like. Because she has a friend. Yeah. Like that. It's well, like, we both dying up here. Let's go. What? Another day, another day. Okay. Because we see in episode three, two, and she walks in and there's like a guy peeing in the bathroom. And she's like, clues, clues all abound. Mm, and the guy's yeah. like, I'm just peeing like this isn't a clue like get out of here (laughs) this is weird but now she has an actual clue so she goes to garrett's she has the whole conversation which as you were saying his his compulsory nature which is even pointed out by the lady at garrett's who's like came in here 20 times then picked out the most basic ring no offense but (laughs) what was the description of him like Derek jeter because like he goes to the gym a lot because he's super buff but then also not really vain just not vain just compulsive just compulsive (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, which we see, too. I mean, he's even working out when it's like, you know you're going to die. Like, today's workout doesn't affect tomorrow. Yeah, I mean. You're just choosing to use that time for your routine. Props to that. Yeah, because everything. That's pretty good. That's pretty impressive. I mean, I think that was a big indicator to his personality, too. Is that, you know, whatever happens today, does you know, it doesn't really have an effect. He didn't have to work off all that cake. Yeah. He could have eaten all that cake guilt-free. That's the one thing that I would have liked Make, about being yeah. in this scenario is I would just be like every day a new buffet. <laughs> <laughs> every day new buffet. Hey, yeah. every day new buffet. I know you want to watch. Yeah, <laughs> mine would be on like the Cooking Network, like Food Network. It was like not the same show. Um, but yeah, we even see this when he's meeting with um, his his friend Faran, who we know is this this Thai to Nadia too that he has this deeper relationship that the guy that she just saw that Ferran was helping out is actually connected that's why he wasn't there 
when she was saying, you know, where was your friend from last night? Mm-hmm. We now know it's because he was doing something else in his timeline, which kind of goes again yeah. to the Updike scenario where it's like, oh, well, you don't really have a full grasp on what's happening because everybody's doing their own thing. Even the people who are recurring players mm-hmm. are tied in in ways that we don't know. So and he was Mike not connected in another way did we not see mike before that moment we did we saw mike too mike was at the party he was on the phone he was the one that she hooked up with the first the very first time was mike yeah which i love yeah when they show that picture at first when he looks him up i remember i was just like oh yeah yeah and him going in and breaking all of the mirrors when they keep waking up in front of the mirror and this whole thing of like no like i'm busting like this reflection of you it's even like how's my face i don't know because the mirror's gone that was so like okay bro yeah i just i i love that all of this seems to be connected and then going into this whole conversation where ferran is saying you know i had therapy with shireen because she cheated on me when we first were together no one can do anything by themselves and I think that's kind of a big theme that we're now seeing that they're connected. The way for them to get out of this is potentially to work together. Yeah. Yeah. And you see, again, that trigger of the word therapy. Yeah. For Alan. Both of them. Yeah. yeah. And now we see Alan is very that. like, nope. Yeah. Not doing mm. it. Really, really interesting. I thought this was also, I mean, an interesting thing, too. Again, no wasted lines. When Mike is talking to his student, when you know, Alec busts in and busts the mirror and busts a face. <laughs> a lot of busting going on. Just uh, When he's talking about the um, this heroes that are haunted by romantically compelled by the horrors. When he's talking about the overlay of slavery with the concentration camps and these different aspects of these different horrors and how these stories can overlap each other even though they're not at the same time it's the same idea of these atrocities that are are making this impact which is interesting to see because we see her going you know to the the um temple and everything and these references i i mean there's there's no wasted lines in here and i love that they reference that where it's almost like okay well these two people have their own horrors that we can overlay these narratives, these counter narratives that don't necessarily make sense, but you can find the common ground between them. Yeah, because then they can also drop those little moments of like when he was on the couch after kind of his everything went into a tailspin after meeting Nadia. Um, when he looked, we was looking in the fish tank and just said, um, "If there are two, one kills the other." Mm. I loved that, and I was just like, "Oh!" Wow. And oh. at the end, we see there's no fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Alan has broken his routine. He doesn't even go to feed the fish. Yeah. He's There's just no rushing fish, out. And then there was no ring. It was just a lot of things have been disappearing. Yeah. yeah. He threw the ring into the river and then was electrocuted and woke up. That actually stayed. We're seeing now that there's more effects now that the two of them have met each other as yeah, well. Yeah, because that was so interesting that the ring was gone because before... Whenever Nadia's done something, when she cut her hair, it was long again after. When she burned her finger, it wasn't there anymore. But then he throws the ring away and it's gone. There's actually an impact now. Yeah. Mm. Oh, this show is so good! What the hell is going on? (laughs) So, any last thoughts on these episodes before we dive into some of our special segments here? I just want to know what's going on. <laughs> we want to do a quick so prediction confused. before we dive into some fan theories as you well. Know, I can... There we go. And now, 
your After Buzz TV predictions. <laughs> so I don't have like a strong prediction. I, I can't even develop a theory, but I am seeing that it obviously has something to do with these two wanting to be in control and not surrendering. So I'm just interested in seeing what's going to happen once they finally do surrender and embrace what's going on in their lives. So yeah. I, I definitely think it has something to do with these relationships. So that's we kind of deferred to you for predictions <laughs> yeah. too, because we were impatient yeah. and watched the whole series. So, true. Yeah, so you know what? Without giving anything, I, don't I, know. I think I'm, I'm going to go out on a crazy limb. Nadia is going to die. We don't use that word in this house. <laughs> Nadia is going to die. And wow. Alan might too. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Sorry, you guys, guys just gave it <laughs> yeah. all away. Sorry. Sorry, everyone listening. Wow. <laughs> I predict that Natasha Leon's hair is going to be on point. <laughs> because it always is. Truth. A little news and gossip for you guys. Oh, I thought we were gonna... Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> my Alan routine, my Elena routine got thrown from me there for a second. I didn't know what to do. Um, so Natasha's uh, hairstylist is uh, Marcel... I hope I'm saying this right. It's D-A-G-N-A-I-S. Degenus is what I believe it is. Um, he has done hair for Orange is the New Black. He's done hair for... Uh, a broad city. Um, so that actually was how he was able to make her trademark curls in this one. Alana Gra- Glazier, who is on Broad City, was actually the one who introduced him to some of the products that he ended up using on Natasha Leone's hair in the series. That copper color, that red, that was dyed. Uh, he also gave her a copper shampoo to put in that she said turned all of her sheets and towels orange. Oh. Um, but worth it! Because it looked phenomenal. It looks so good. This was never a wig. Even when he was having the hair cut, she wasn't wearing a wig. It was a special um, pinning technique where they pinned her hair up and then used just some little pieces of weave when it was oh. the pieces that were that were cut and that were falling down. Damn, so okay. they were able to do that entire scene with her own hair. However... There were a number of wigs that were made to look exactly like her hair for all of the stunt doubles that die over and over <laughs> and over again. Wow. Um, so pretty interesting that everybody was saying, you know, how cool this is. It was a Redken Shade EQ, mm. which if you're looking to get that look, that's how she pulled it off. So no kind of interesting that it was... Someone from another phenomenal show that we love produced by Amy Poehler. Man, wow. queens helping queens. I love it. Just making that hairstyle shine. <laughs> I love it. Um, but yeah, we want to dive into our little final segment before we get out of here called... What the hell is happening? There are so many theories about this show and about what's going on. So we're going to dive into a few of them. Also, if you guys have your own theories, we love, love, love hearing them. Tweet them out to us. Oh, yeah. What the hell is happening? Let us know. We'll let you guys know all of our social media handles as well so that you can hit us up directly if you'd like. But please comment. Let us know what you think. So, this is pretty interesting. There were several different theories. A lot of people thinking that they are potentially in purgatory. Mm. 
Mm. And that this is a situation where they are both somehow connected in purgatory. They have to remember their previous lives. And this is a situation where they don't have the full story, which is kind of indicative when earlier she's saying, you know, I think I know that guy before we actually are introduced to horse, Mm -hmm. which makes us think, okay, maybe she's died more times than has been let on. And that this is somehow a connection with that. What do you guys think about that? I don't know. She seems to remember a lot still. So it's kind of hard to say. I think, yeah, it depends on how many times. Because, yeah, like, she seems to remember a lot about certain areas. So, yeah, back to that moment with Horace of, like, I think I know that guy in the first episode before she died. Like, it, there is always that question of, has she died before that? Is that not actually her first death? So, mm. and, and I all, I really do think that ultimately, like, I know they pitched this as three seasons. I think it's going to go down really dark paths. And that's a dark path. Yeah. So. <laughs> I think so, too. If it is, like, a purgatory thing, which we've we kind of had these different references, these different, you know, religious references. Um it's it's an interesting concept. Yeah. It's definitely an interesting. Another one is that they are a victim of multiple dimensions, which the writers mm. have kind of been, they won't confirm or deny anything, but they've been kind of giving us a, if you were a kid ever played warm or colder, where you're trying <laughs> to find something, they're saying this is a little bit more on the warm side. There are multiple dimensions. So mm. what is, what is y'all's take on that? I like that one. Purgatory, that was too dark for me. But this one, <laughs> I, could, I could really see that because, you know, you have those alternate universes and, you know, different dimensions. And you could say, like, if I decided to get McDonald's out of Taco Bell, which I eat neither, but if I pick McDonald's, maybe my, you know split Adam decided to get Taco Bell and so now she's living that life in the you know another dimension so maybe it's just like these different options why well, I died this way what would have happened if I died this way what would have happened if I made a left turn instead of the right turn so I think that sounds likely that's true I freaking love your analogy <laughs> <laughs> so good I was like anything. oh my god yeah yeah <laughs> I'm kind of hungry right now. <laughs> I also but, I like that. No, I was just going to say quick. I, I do like that one, especially because, like, when you were saying earlier, like, well, wait, did horse die? In in which, you know, like, there's multiple options for everyone around her, too. Mm-hmm. Not just her, not just Alan. Like, are people seeing her die? Are people knowing that she died? Are people finding her body? Are they in another dimension? And it kind of, it reminds me of um, Community. They did a timeline episode. If you guys haven't seen it and you love Russian Doll, go look up that episode. I can't remember what season it is, but if you look up like weird timeline episode from Community. the darkest timeline, obviously. Yeah, the darkest timeline, look it up. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. There's also a kind of interesting theory that maybe they were murderers and that this is some sort of justification type deal because they keep having the murder reference. Her theory that, was that one's a little out there for me. I'm not <laughs> sure if I fully, fully engage. Yeah, I'm like, mm. what? Murderer? Because we even see this episode where the neighbor is like, you know, how do I know you're not a murderer? Because I haven't murdered anybody. That's just what a murderer would say. If he was a murderer? Uh, I feel like it's a bit extreme. He would have murdered <laughs> his girlfriend, which he didn't. 
Yeah, he for sure would have. He would have murdered the crap. He out was of her. angry that one time, didn't he? Break something or yeah. spilled something? He's like, sorry, that wasn't supposed to happen. That wasn't supposed so, to happen. <laughs> he's not like... giving me murderer vibes. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> he's that very one's, careful. That one's a little bit out there. I feel like that might be a little colder instead of warmer. But I do like the idea of Natasha Leone just like running around in like a hood or something, yeah. <laughs> chopping people down I'll do with their tiny self. <laughs> Picture her doing drive-bys. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I come from a different town. <laughs> she rolling up on people. That hair would give her away. I immediately. It's like, you're done. Speaking so, of that neighbor, though, too, no small parts. They no wrote small parts. So great good. stuff for her, and she was so good. She had me cracking up every time I saw her. I love it. I love Ruthless. it. And she was all savage. these theories, too. There's no small theories. Even if yours might not be ones that we agree with, we love hearing them. Where can everybody keep up with you guys? Hey, well, you can find me at Imani Ajak and at ImaniJTV.com where I'm covering everything pop culture. Yeah. So you can find me at Amy Maestri on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me on Twitter at Elena Jordan and on Instagram at Elena J. Jordan. And you can find all of us here at AfterBuzz TV. We'll be back at our normal slot next week as well. So I've already forgotten when that is. Mondays at... <laughs> A seven. time. Seven. We'll, is it? Seven. We'll tweet you guys and make sure that we know it. We have died and come back to this show so Which many exactly. times. <laughs> Things are disappearing. Things are Yeah, we don't know. Ooh. There's a bunch of fish randomly. It's crazy. But tune in next time. We'll see you guys. Bye. <laughs> Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 